you. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you tonight to River Church in Tuscaloosa. We are excited about Jesus. We are excited about the Word of God. We are excited about Holy Ghost. And we're excited about the saints. Hallelujah. So tonight we're ministering out of the Word of God concerning a subject that we're going to call Money Cometh. Money Cometh. So we're going to be talking about uh, economics and financial things in the kingdom. And because it's real important, most of the parables that Jesus gave, most of them, over half, had to do with money. Well, you go, why is that? Well, because the Lord knew we needed, we needed help with our money. <laughs> and we needed help with our money. Hallelujah. So if you would turn with me to the book of John, chapter 10. This is our second time on this, and we're going to go slow. I know you knew that. <laughs> Mastery. We are after mastery. All of you that are professionals in this room and online, you have become masters at a, at a, 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 a something, a vocation or a craft or a, a, a service. And electricians know all sorts of stuff about electricity. And plumbers know, you know, and... Professors know all sorts of things and well, all that we know, but it would be wrong. Would you all agree it wouldn't be right to be better at the things of the world, which is fleeting, temporal, and passing away, than to be on the kingdom? We should not be ignorant of the things of the kingdom. We ought to have mastery in the kingdom of God. And so that's what we're endeavoring to do is, is keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. So it says in John chapter 10, we're talking about money cometh. Verse 10 says, the thief, let's read it together, excuse me. Ready, read. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. So we're talking about the vocabulary of the kingdom. Now, you, if you get with a Japanese person that doesn't know English then there's a translation problem. There's a communication issue. There's something that, you know, you're just all of a sudden you're trying to find a universal gesture or point to something. But uh, uh, if you knew Japanese, you wouldn't have any troubles. You'd, be, you'd coast right through. Well, in, uh, in the Word of God, we have a vocabulary. And it's different than the world's. Would you all agree with that? We understand the English in the Bible, of course. But the things that the kingdom talks about is of a different kind or a different type of, uh, of uh, communication than what we give generally in the, in the world. We, the world system, has lack in it. We're always talking about shortage, always talking about need, always talk about something that didn't quite measure out. But that's not the kingdom vocabulary. There's nothing in there that says God does pretty good sometimes. No. He, he doesn't just do pretty good and sometimes. The Amplified says that you may have and enjoy life. Now, that, that's just, uh, that's in a brochure somewhere. And have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. Who do you know that has more than a day or two at the beach or somewhere that has life that overflows? We're touching it. All of us in here are touching it. Are you touching it? We're touching it. It's, it's touched us and we're touching it. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have it to, to the overflow till, uh, uh, till it overflows. The New Living says to give them a rich 
and satisfying life. Well, that's in a travel brochure, or that's on the side of a drug, or that's, uh, you know, that's not in the kingdom. That's what that is, is, is something they're trying to sell you that doesn't really exist. But in the kingdom of God, it's the staple. It's the mainstay. It's, it's every day in every way. So we've got to change our communication. We've got to see what God's saying. What is God saying? What is he saying? Because that's all that matters. That's all that matters. What, your pains and your lack and your, your, like Lisa was saying, you know, who you bumped into that didn't like it. None of that matters. The kingdom is all that matters. The TEV, the uh, today's English verse, thank you. Life in all its fullness. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life in all its fullness. All its fullness. Now, if you believe the Bible if you believed every word that was inspired, if you believed that it translates into English reasonably well, then you'd say, we're living below, but we're pressing towards the mark. We know it's out there, and we're pressing. There's a lot of yuck in the world. There's a lot of experience in our past. There's memories. There's things that keep us from embracing this almost-too-good-to-be-true kingdom or life that Jesus brought. The word zoe, the word life there means zoe. It's translated from God as life as God has it. What makes God God is zoe life. So this is the language of the kingdom. Say that with me. The language of the kingdom. Again, the language of the kingdom. Now they have a little device out. I've been, uh, uh, I watched an ad or two. It's a little handheld thing and you speak into it. And then you turn it to whoever you're talking to that does not understand English, and it tells them exactly what you said in their language. And then they talk back into it, and it comes out in English. It's an amazing device, if it's true. And, uh, but we, we need a translator for this. Do you know how many people don't believe this? They don't even believe God's behind it. It's a... It's a, what do, you, what do you call it when a, a ghostwriter, writer, that, uh, that God didn't write it, but Moses wrote it, and other people that uh, came up with stuff. You have to solve that, don't you? You have to solve that little thing in there, that uh, enigma that says he's the author of it. And he and his word are inseparable. If, if, you, were, if, his wor if you don't love the word, you don't really love God. Because they're, they're the same. He said, I, I, me and my word are one. If my word fails, I've failed. And I will cease to exist if my word ever fails because I can, everything that I am is based on the integrity and veracity of the word. So he's in. I said he's in. He, he didn't do pretty good. It's exact. So if you don't learn the language of the kingdom, if I don't learn the language of the kingdom... If I put things in it that aren't there, if I take things in it that take things out of it that are there, if I if I misinterpret it, if I misalign it, if I assign motives to it that are not in the word, take things out of context and try to make them to say what I wanted to say, then I will not know or I won't live by the knowledge, the communication of the kingdom of God. Amen. You go, well, that's hard. No, it's not. We just choose. We just choose. Uh, when I got married, I just chose up front. 
Now, I'll just tell you all a little secret about me. It's not a secret. But I didn't go in saying with a checklist and say, well, you got this, you got that, and what do you do, and what's funny about you, and what's weird about you, and, and all that. I went into the Lord first, and I said, I choose to make this go. I choose to be happy. I choose to be the best husband I've ever been. I, I just went in and I made a litany of choosing. And everything's wonderful. Everything's turning out amazing. We're living happily ever after. You go, well, does that mean everything went right? I wouldn't say anybody married to me could say that. Uh, jagged little pill is what I've heard, you know, from others. But, uh, but I chose. So we have to choose the word. You have to choose it. And I'm setting this up because what we're about to say means that's hard to choose. That's hard to put all of me into. I, I'll step over there just a little dab, and I'll give God a chance at me. Well, we've done that for 40 or 50 or 60 years, however many you are. It's about time to settle up. It's about time to say, I proved it. It's good. Instead of always putting the word to the test, never having enough. The Lord said one time, he said, uh, do you believe me? And uh, it was kind of a rhetorical question and said, sure, Lord. He said, well, whenever you don't believe me, I'll do whatever it takes to get you to believe me. I'm in. So the Lord's not got a thing that says by sundown Saturday, if you hadn't pulled all the way in, we're throwing you off the canyon wall. He said, I'll just go with you the distance. But it does limit what we can do and have and certainly be. Amen. So I, last week we looked at this. I want to look at it again. It just stirred faith up in me to uh, go over these things, to find them. I've been all afternoon finding these things. But what does the word of God's, what does the word of God, the covenant of the word of God, what does it say? What is the nuance? What is the, the uh, uh, what, what is it when you do something, uh, an uns that's uh, the tone? What is the tone of the word of God? Everybody's got a tone. Do you know these people that have a tone? Some are a little uppity. Some of them are a little cast down. Some of them are a little know-it-at-all. Uh, people have tones. And you, we pick them up. We are masters at picking up a tone. But we're not so good sometimes of interpreting them. But there's a tone about the word of God. And there's a tone about money cometh. Last week, we looked at the two scriptures that are in the word that says money cometh. Let's say it together. Money cometh. Well, you neither believe that or you can go the other way and say, well, money wanted to come, but I couldn't, I couldn't settle it up. So let's talk about the word of God that the word says the tone is about abundance. I have come that you might have life. Listen to this. I've got 79 of them. I was... I was working the word this afternoon. Hallelujah. Just remember these. I, I, I don't have them down to the scriptures, but you can find them. The word abound. They're in alphabetical order. Abound. You all know the word says he wants to abound. Abound to every good work. Abundantly. Abundance. All grace abound towards you. Sounds like a pretty good tone. All sufficiency in all things. 
All these things shall be added unto you. All things work together for good for those who love him. All things work together. Uh, all so freely give us all things. Sounds over the top, doesn't it? Uh, ask, uh, excuse me, ask and it shall be given. Ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. Be rich. Blessed. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed is the man. Bounty. Bountiful. Chastisement of our prosperity. The word shalom, peace, means prosperity. The, prosper the chastisement of our shalom was upon him. Cup runneth over. Delightsome land. Enough. Enriched in everything to all bountifulness. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Exceeding great reward. Fill twelve baskets which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. I, I kind of edited that verse because it wouldn't go in my... But it's the, it's the, the 5,000 men, right? Open fish's mouth, find a piece of money, and give it unto them for me and thee. That one's also slightly edited too. Uh, flows with milk and honey, given unto us all things. God hath dealt wondrous, wonder, wondrously with you. Goodly. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Great substance, having all sufficiency in all things. Horns shall be exalted. If God be for us, who can be against us? Increase you more and more. These are all verses. Y'all know this is, every bit of this is the word. Infinitely above our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. That's Ephesians 3.20 in the Amplified. Inherit substance and fill their treasures. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Are y'all getting tired of this? This is good, isn't it? Lend unto many nations. Might be rich. Multiply your seed sown. Not room enough to receive it. Nothing shall be impossible to him who believes. Open up unto thee his good treasure. Open you the windows of heaven. Overflow with wine and oil. Peace. Shalom again. People restrained from giving. <laughs> Plenteous in goods. Plenty. Plenty and satisfied. Pour you out a blessing. Power to get wealth. Prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Prosper and be in health. Prosperity, prosperous, reap bountifully, rich and riches, riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Seek and ye shall find. Set me in a large place. He hath set me in a large place. Set thee on high above. Shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. 
shall not want. Stuff they had was sufficient and too much. I love that one. Super abundantly above. Again, Ephesians 3.20. Success. Supply. Supply all thy need. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. Then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Y'all tired of this? <laughs> Very rich. Wealth. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. Wealthy place. And what things soever ye desire when you pray, believe ye receive them and ye shall have them. Well, that's 79. I didn't get them all, but I quit there because that was the front and the back page, and that was all I could do. <laughs> There's more. I only, I only went off the, the King James just two or three times, but there's more. Now, that's God communicating. He's speaking in his language. His language is fullness, increase, abundantly, bountiful, always more than enough, wealthy in your house, goodly in your house. That's all he says. You can't go in there and find it where he says, yeah, but sometimes... When hard times come, I may not be able to cover every little situation. It's not in there. You can't find it because it's not in there. So what is it about the word of God that we have trouble hearing about his desire and his design to bring heaven on earth? That what he has there is what he wants here. But he has to have a, a manager, an administrator, a uh, uh, an operator, and that's us. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for us, the righteous. We have to be like an engine that turns gasoline into power. Go down the road. You can be in Memphis in three and a half hours if you have 10 gallons of gasoline. Is that right? Well, we have to translate. We have to put this in the motor of our faith, of our heart, and and faith, we crank our faith, and it turns into blessings. It turns into uh, uh, wealth of the wicked is stored up for me now in fullness and in strength. What is it about that where we draw back after reading that and say, well, I just don't know. I, it could go either way. I, it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's just so hard to believe God. Well, that, if you re can read, you're reading that it's his design and his plan to put it in your hand. So, wake up, Michael. Wake up. He's talking. He's talking in heaven's language. He's not muddying up and trying to get into a dialect I understand. It's universal. More than enough. Ask and it shall be given. I get that. That translates in English, and I get that. So, yay. Um, Ephesians 3.20. Let's, let's look at Ephesians 3.20. Would you do that with me? So if you don't mind for another week or two, or whatever, we're just going to endeavor to master this concept that Jesus said, I have come that you might have heaven's life on earth. 
Well, I don't know about that. Well, then you're not a believer. You, you're not a believing believer. We got to believe because the evidence of believing is doing. We, we say what we believe, but we only believe what we do. We say what we believe, but we only believe what we do. Amen. Ephesians 3.20, you know it by heart. Now unto him, that'd be us, wouldn't it? That is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. So there's an investment. When did the investment come? At the new birth. The cross transacted death into life. And the day I say yes to life is the day I can walk away from death. I conquer death constantly. Well, death is a, form, is a lack and need and insufficiency and shortage is a form of death. But I have life in me. Do you have life in you? I conquer death because he conquered death for me. I enter into his identity and I just say what he did, I did. What he does, I do. And so I'm rich. He became, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Don't you know the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That means beggarly and indigent. That he became poor, that you through his poverty, his indigency, might be made rich. And we talk about it all the time, but for broadcast, we'll tell you, look up the word rich, and it does not mean spiritually rich, which is every time somebody will fuss with you. It means with goods. It means stuff. It's a stuff word. Well, we're not worshiping stuff. We're not even chasing stuff. But I'm in the business of doing the king's business. He's got to fund me. He has to fund me because I'm down here at his behest. I, this is telling me, go and do it. What I do, you do. What I say, you say. Greater works than Jesus, I want you to be after him. Well, that takes cash, Lord. He said, I got plenty. Where is it? Well, the wealth of the wicked. It's everywhere. It's in the world. It's in the world. It's in the world. It's in the world. Well, where is it, Lord? Well, when you pray in tongues like we did tonight, when you read the word of God, when you look at his vocabulary, faith rises up. It, ri it rose up in you tonight because we read the word, just snippets of each part. But we read the word 79 places where he says, I got this covered. I'm so glad he's got this covered. The word says, and I've got it written down somewhere, but it says that uh, no man goes to war at his own expense. I'm not down here for my business. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm spirit-filled. I'm healed. I'm funded. What do I care about anybody else? Because it doesn't matter to me. I got mine. Because he's interested in everybody else. And I'm interested in what he's interested in. So I do care about them because he cares about them. I'm glad he did because somebody cared about me <laughs> and, and got me in. Hallelujah. So we just go and do likewise. Praise God. Uh, so we got to fight, quit fighting prosperity. And I said this last week, but I'll just say it again. It's not that we're against prosperity. We're against the believing of it till it transfers. We don't like to be spiritual about money. 
We will healing will be spiritual and Shandai and yes, Lord, and send your power and all that. But about money, we walk a little tenderly about that. But the truth is, you're not doing jack in the kingdom without money. You got to own it. And until you own it, you don't own it. Until you have the title deed, until you have the certificate of transfer, you don't own it. You're driving it, but you don't own it. And I'm working on me to own what he gave me, to make a transfer in my faith. But the world's there every day. Every day a bill comes. Every day um, something has to be maintained. Every day somebody's asking you for something that you really was planning on using for yourself. All the time. So we're in the world, but we're not of this world. So there's plenty for me and everybody. He's going to flow money through me to take care of them. So we say this. It's, it's the most faith-filled statement I know of right now. There's plenty more where that came from. Can you say it with me? There's plenty more where that came from. Now, why is that true? Because there's no shortage, no lack, no need. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. So if I shall never want, but I'm in the kingdom business, then there has to be plenty more where whatever I have came from. That I cannot exhaust it. It's not finite. It's not limited. There's not a number of the end of it. There's plenty more. If I give, it'll be given to me. If I bring my tithe in, he opens windows and said, I got this. There's plenty more where that came from. Windows of heaven, how would you like to express it in your most flowery and, and flamboyant terms? I think windows of heaven does a pretty good job. I will fling open my gates and I'll pour you out a blessing, such a blessing that you won't, whatever translation you use, won't be able to easily handle it. It's too much. And we read that, and we, we, we ding it, but it's nothing worse. Let me just get in a little trouble here, because i got a few minutes. I always want to get in a little trouble. Every, so I think if you don't get in a little trouble, you haven't touched the edge. Hallelujah. So, uh, but there's nothing worse than a tithing worrier. It's just, it's just not right. It's not right to be a tither and to be a worrier, taking anxious thoughts, saying, what are we going to do? It's just like, you just blew it up. Either the word is true and you're covered, or you're wretched and poor and you need to get another job. It can't be both ways and be in faith. He said there's plenty more where that came from. All things work together for good. So we got to invest. We got to invest everything. Well, I tell you, missing a meal or missing a, these are terrible things. Missing a car payment, uh, not having lunch money for your kid. These are all terrible things, but they're all recoverable. People are so afraid that they're just not going to have what they need plus some rainy day stuff, that they won't believe God. And so that makes believing God very, very expensive. 
for, for $14 for your car payment, $300, we would throw the word back at God and say, I ain't going to do it. I might not make my car payment. I'm not doing it. it. Wouldn't it be better to walk a day or six? Believe in God. Just saying. These things are real. These things, faith is real. Faith is who you are. It's not something you want to be. It's not something you put on and take off. It's who you are. And you're only in the essence of who you are by the measure of your faith. And faith is based on what you believe that you're willing to do. Believing does. I don't have to do it, but if I will put faith in, put the word in, then the, listen, the faith will do the work. The faith will speak. And in speaking, it takes care of it. Speaking is creation. Speaking is supply. Speaking is healing. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. So we just got, my job is not, oh God, I got I to gotta believe you. No, just put the word in. Just listen to testimonies. Just go through this list like we just talked about, 79 things, and it will shore you up. Faith will arise. Faith will awaken. And you'll say, well, yeah, I got this. Besides that, you won't go without a car payment. And you won't go without lunch money. But if you did, all of that stuff's recoverable. Your reputation might be a little, and your kid might say, where's my lunch money or whatever. There, there's things to negotiate. But everybody that's ever done something great for God in faith had to go right that place and had to stand and just stand when the, when the trouble opened and come to find out it wasn't anything. He just supplied. We read testimonies every Sunday morning. Do you all listen to those testimonies? Well, this guy, he's good. He's, he's Pentecostal. He's got some theology that we wouldn't say that we would start a college on. But he's, he's got miracles. And all of them have got things in him that say it didn't look like he was going to go anywhere but God. My expectation was met. Well, we have to do that. We can't be him, What listen to him, and not say it. I can do that. Let's say it together. I can do that. There's plenty more where that came from. Plenty more where that came from. I, 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 I got to get back to this. So we got to enlarge our capacity. I read you 79 things this, this evening. All of them were the word of God. The word of God impacted your spirit tonight. And you recognized many, if not all, the verses that they came from because we've heard them all. There wasn't any of there. You say, I don't know if that's in the Bible. We know they're in the Bible because you've, you may just not know the address. And so maybe we ought to get this list out every day and do the short version, you know, not 16 three-paragraph three scriptures, but just, just the, the attitude, the tone of God, where we settle down and say, my Father has this, and I'm good. Amen. I wish, I pray above all things that you may prosper and be in health. Look, look, even as your soul prospers. So it's not up to God. Well, God gives to some and not to others. No, it's some, some people prosper their soul and some don't. Some of them reject this list and say, well, that's, you're just taking it out of this and it's not that. But if you believe this, if you just say, yeah, I, I believe that.
then you'll prosper and be in health. In this case, we read prosperity scriptures, you'll prosper. Just try it. Road test this and see if it's not true. But I'm enlarging my capacity. So every once in a while, like when we gave to the church in Liberia, we stretched. We stretched. We put in more than just the, the, the offering that we always just put in above our tithe, which is good. It, great. I am not maligning anything. I'm just saying every once in a while you need to stretch. God needs to poke you sometimes and say, why don't you put a thousand in? Well, what, Lord? What's going on? My kingdom. I want you to grow right here. And many times he wants you to grow and stretch because there's something coming that you'll need to be stretched and growed for. He's real smart like that. He's real smart. I don't know how he does it, but he, he's real smart like that. Oh, I got one scripture, and we will read it, and I will quit. Even though, 1 Corinthians, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and I will quit. I believe this is right. Ah, oh, here's my scripture I was looking for. 1 Corinthians 9, 7. Let's ice this cake tonight. Let's put a dollop in the middle. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? What's the answer? Nobody. And then I could say, not me. If nobody goes to war at their own charges, then I would say that I'm not supposed to go to war at my own charge. Is that right? Okay. Who planteth a vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? There we go again. He nailed it. Or who, or who feedeth a flock and eateth not the milk of the flock? Say I, say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same also? For it is written. Now here we're going to go back to what God's already said about this. For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Well, the answer is yes. But the simile there is if he takes care of oxen, he takes care of me. I mean, it, it's such a, a contrast. Or saith he it all together for our sakes. For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. So we're not down here just in the army. We're not down here in the flock. We're not down in here treading out the corn for nothing. He said a workman is, I don't know if it says that, but uh, a workman is worthy of his hire. I'm in the army. I'm telling you, I'm born again, spirit-filled. God is happy with me. I'm real happy with him, and I am going to heaven, and I'm going to sit with him in heaven and enjoy the best that anybody, any humans ever had. I'm going to enjoy the, God's home. So what do I give a rip about anybody else? But I do. And he said, because you do, I'm going to take care of you. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things. So he talks about how they need to take care of the apostle. Um, 
There's plenty more where that came from. You need to get that in on your mirror, on your refrigerator. It's a word from heaven. You want a prophetic word? You want a word, a now word? You want something that heaven sent to encourage you, to get you past stuff, to help you think straight when crooked is everywhere, when worry's trying to come in and, and steal your joy and steal the precious things? You need a word from heaven. That's all that he's sending. He's not walking through the wall and saying, Behold, I'm here and I'm with you always. He's not doing that. Not saying he never has, but he's not doing that. What's he doing? He's sending his word. He, the devil heard Jesus say, It is written, coward. And that was the end of it. So he's telling me, he's telling you, It is written. There's plenty more where that came from. Take your thought life off of it. Take your anxiousness off of it. Take, loosen your grip about being free with the king's stuff. It's not ours anyway. It's his stuff. He told me he wanted me to be an administrator. Years ago, we, we coined a phrase. You probably saw it in the Coker Church. Uh, glory distributors. And so I've, I've put that in our books and other things. Well, it's, I never knew really what it meant, but now it makes sense. We're distributing the glory. How, money is glory. The first time that glory is mentioned in the Bible is talking about money. <laughs> Get that. Like, I don't like money. Well, he shouldn't have messed up and put it with glory on the first time, the first time it's mentioned. Anyway, I can do this. I can't walk over every mountain. I can't swim every sea. There's lots of things I can't do anymore. But I can do this. So I should. You should. We should. We should believe God. Now let me just tell you, there's trillions of dollars out there that's unaccounted for. It's just loose out in the world. Anybody can have it. And they're conniving and sneaking around and cheating and stealing and lying everything they can to get a hold of this money that's just in the earth. Y'all know it's not buried under a mountain somewhere. It's in the hands of everybody. And uh, they think they have control, but the biggest challenge for a rich man is to secure his riches. For the not rich man, it's to get some riches. But once you got them, you got to hold on to it because there's liars, thieves, and, and cheats everywhere. So they, they spend all their time Garden it. I wouldn't it be good to get it and let it go? That way you'd get credit if there's such a thing for having it and believing for it, but then you'd sow it where nobody could get it. You'd feed the poor. You'd, you'd build a church in Liberia. Oh, God's good. Y'all, he is surprising us with his goodness. Every family in this church tithes. I want to tell you that's significant. And I, I don't want to put any pressure on anybody to say, what if I don't or whatever. Just, just keep tithing because God's in it and he's helping all of us. We all went through the pandemic thing where everybody went through unscathed. It didn't happen by accident. Amen. So thank you for tuning in this evening. Uh, we went longer than we meant to.
Appreciate you. We'll see you Sunday when we're going to talk about the uncommon man and the, and the exceptional woman. Yay. God bless you.